Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Campy Russell, Bingo Smith, Joey Devine, Hot Rod Williams, Butts Walker, Sean Keen, McCoy McLemore. World be free. Patreon's John Bailey. Thank you, John. Bridget Willard. Thank you, Bridget. Ned Braid. Thank you, Ned. Musical guest, Mushroom Head. And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we're back with a brand new episode. I'm here, as always, with my very good friend, Sean Keane. Sean, how are you? I'm good. Doing good. Yeah. Doing strong. You uh, hyped about the NBA? Because I am not, currently. <laughs> You're not hyped about the NBA. Um, yeah, the... Um, I'm going to say I side with Deer and Fox, and I say that playing the All-Star game would be dumb. It is dumb. so dumb, and I hate it, and it's made me depressed and not even want to watch the games, because uh, they're just uh, ignoring what's happening in the world, and it sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, know, like it, 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 you know that that special All-Star weekend tradition of everybody just staying in their rooms all the time? Mm-hmm, yeah. That is and then what the guy All-Star who wins Game the dunk for. And then the guy who wins the dunk contest gets uh, lifelong heart problems. God, can you imagine how shitty? What? Why have a dunk contest at all? <laughs> I mean, it seems crazy. It seems like, uh, I don't know. Also, I've heard that um, they're actually going to lower the prize for the dunk contest 
by uh, 30% of what they promised it would be. Oh, good, good, good. For no reason. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Uh, don't worry. I heard they're going to pay the dunk contest prize in, uh, they're going to, there's going to be a down payment. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they're just going to give it later, but fight about it. And then if you're, if you're above a uh, mid-level uh, salary, they're uh-huh. not going to give you the prize at all. No, not at all. Even yeah. if you, even if you like organized mm-hmm. for the dunk contest. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all right. Um, we have a weird episode today, Sean. We do. It's a bit of a strange one, but you know what? I think it's, I think it's the perfect round ball rock. For right now. It's a great, it's a great episode, I will say that. Our friends from the Who Cares About the Rock Hall episode are here. Uh Um, We recorded an interview with them in December, and then plans changed about what we were going to do, and we've been sitting on it, but it's really good. It's about the Cleveland Cavaliers Rock and Roll Hall of Fame jerseys, but before we get to that, Uh uh, you want to do some mail? Yeah. Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again that number is, 323-682-0342, please give me a call, being a robot is a solitary road. Um, all right, Sean. We've got voicemail today. Uh, you know, you you asked for some voicemails I did on the last episode, and uh, the readers came through. This is even all of them, really. Oh, good. I'm We're glad. Saving I love getting voicemails. Um, so who's our first one from? Uh, this one is from Joey's neighbor, your neighbor, Dan. And I should say, we do a lot of bits on this show. He is my actual uh, neighbor. Yeah, um, this is not, this is this not, is not a... Uh, this isn't a prank. This is, you're not getting your crank yanked. This is this is legitimately uh, a guy who lives in what do you, what do you say your complex, Joey? Your bungalow sure. group? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, Joey uh, lives in a bungalow. I do. It's a shared bungalow, but uh, you can actually see it in the movie. Whatever happened to Baby? Oh, that's right. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, here's my neighbor Dan. Hey, Joey. Hey, Sean. It's Joey's neighbor, Dan. Uh, so my question is, we all know that Zach Lowe was a big water polo player, uh, but I went to a poor person school, so I never knew any water polo players personally. So my only context for water, pl- water polo players uh, is the character Luke from uh, the hit show The O.C., uh, who, as we all know, in the pilot, punches our, our uh, titular hero, O.C., in the face, uh, and says, welcome to the O.C. bitch. And that made me wonder, uh, was Zach Lowe ever a bully? Uh, so I guess my specific questions are, uh, one, 
what is the over-under on the number of times Zach Lowe has punched another person? Uh, and two, what is the over-under on the number of times Zach Lowe has aggressively called another man bitch? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, also, Joey, on a personal note, if you could return the weed whacker I let you borrow, that would be great. Uh, but, yeah, love the show. Talk to you guys later. All right, Sean. Where do you want to start with this one? I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. But um, so you, you and I were both water polo players. You were a much more serious water polo player. I, I only played one year of water mm-hmm. polo for uh, a truly bad school water polo team, which, you know, I mean, it's a new team. You know, what are you, sure, you sure, going to sure. do? Also, I also we both live in a uh, uh, very water polo friendly area mm-hmm. but not specifically where we live like there's a lot of you know uh olympic gold medalist in uh i think water polo and swimming matt biondi is from like in between where we went to high school sure sure like up the rich person hill uh mm-hmm. from from both of us so um so joe you do know a bit about water polo i do but yeah. uh fa- um famously okay so joey have you ever um Hit some, uh, hit someone in the face and said, you know, welcome to the OC welcome to Bishop, or yeah, welcome, welcome to, Bishop to O'Dowd, Alameda bitch. County, bitch. <laughs> uh, no, I have not. Uh, um, I will say that water polo does inspire a great deal of anger. Um, the nicest person I knew, uh, who was like a year older than me, who's like, uh, it's like a pediatrician now, really mm-hmm. nice guy, uh, got like ejected from a water polo game because someone hit him underneath the water and he like took a swing at the guy and said like some swear words i think i'd never heard before mm-hmm. and uh and it was because of water polo i I'd was never a seen, very never heard him water polo voice. player admittedly huh. um i You're would get undersized <laughs> yeah i was undersized and slow um <laughs> And you I were like get, the Draymond of water. Kinda, polo. yeah. I would get, uh, I would get a penalty. I would get put in the penalty corner. I forget the box. I guess kind of a mm-hmm. lot. Um, <laughs> uh, I one time there was a ref that looked like the video game pl- uh, character Mario, and we were going <laughs> to the half, and I went, "Great fucking job, Mario!" and threw the ball at him as hard as I could. And then he threw it back at me and made me... Th- he said, throw it back nicer! Uh, and then I threw it back nicer. Um, that, that doesn't seem like something Mario would do. No, although he it also doesn't seem like language. something Joey Divine would do. No, it doesn't. Water below changes you. you get, it's just like... <laughs> you're just... I, I would just say, you're just not used to somebody... Uh, Trying to drown just, like, you for 48 drown for, you uh, and- 24 minutes? <laughs> So they're either drowning you or they're trying to, like, slow you down by, and the method is by grabbing your balls. Mm-hmm. That's like a, that's a common, I don't know if that's, that's not a move that we taught on our team, but presumably someone is teaching that mm-hmm. move. So. Anyway, um, back to Zach Lowe. We've talked about the yeah. sport of water polo too much. Um, You're right. Uh, what Zach is Lowe. the over under on the number of times Zach Lowe's punched another person? I think he hit people a lot in water polo. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of rage that he currently suppresses, but was like really a part of him as a younger man. See, and I, I think 
I have a complete different read on Zach. Uh-huh. I think he was a swimmer who played water polo to stay in shape and uh, never punched anyone and was like a little little crybaby about it. <laughs> I thought he was supposed to be really good at water polo. I I don't remember. He has real swimmer energy, though. To me, not oh, water polo player has energy. Energy. I mean, that's that's true. Because there that are like mis- two types of water polo players. We should point out uh-huh. there are people who are being forced to play it to stay in shape for swimming season, and then yes. a much smaller percentage of people who actually like playing water polo. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's not exactly like like you can be being a fast swimmer is, of course, helpful in water polo, but not like nearly enough to make you definitely good, even if you're very fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I thought I th- so you're saying nothing was a little bitch. I'm saying this is a violent chapter in Zach Lowe's past <laughs> that he tries to keep himself away from. I just uh, don't now. get a lot of contact sport energy out of Zach Lowe. I, I think I think this is like this is what caused the mellowing process because mm-hmm. I just you know he was a crime reporter briefly and I think he was just like this is this reminds me too much of the violence uh, in the chlorine cauldron you know this is God is Zach Lowe the second most famous former crime reporter this is the most David famous. Simon um. I mean, pr- I bet Edgar Allan Poe was like a crime. Reporter. I mean, living. OK, living. Oh, well, yeah, probably. Yeah. So like that's really two different ways you could go a former crime reporter <laughs> route, like calling somebody like, uh, God, I can't even fake a weird David Simon insult on Twitter. They're oh. always like, you fart sniffing Percival, like a word that no one uses that's too big. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the worst. It's like, oh, wow. You really... People of Twitter, stop making me dislike you when I like you. <laughs> yeah, By, you're, through you're your like tweets. Basically, you have been, for years, uh, a Chrissy Teigen champion. Yeah, oh, and this me, week, yeah. she finally lost you. <laughs> um... Okay, but what is the over-under on the number of times Zach Lowe has aggressively called another man bitch? I don't think he has. I don't think he has either. I think even 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 in his most violent times, Zach Lowe is like expletives, but not uh not any any like misogynist terms. But 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 I do think that uh your neighbor is correct that um that's the that's the seminal portrayal of a water polo player. Absolutely. In in pop culture. Yeah, one hundred percent. I can't even think of another one, to be honest with you. Uh I it's I the one. I, I I feel like um that's one thing Ladybird was lacking. Ladybird dated all of the high school guys except for the like water polo player. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh anyway uh we have another call from our friend brian hickey let's hear from brian hey sean and joey it's brian hickey checking in uh just uh this basketball media thing has been i've just been thinking about the last couple of weeks you know when danny larue uh <laughs> tweets uh crap about an injury and you know depending on the significance of the injury there'll be more a's um or capital letters or maybe more exclamation points um, do you think that he regrets having that corner now? Like every time there's like a grave injury, he's like, 
crap, have to fire up the crap treat, tweet. Um, man, I need a crap tweet for that club line. Um, all right, guys. Um, that's all. That's, I just wanted, I wonder if you guys noticed that and I wonder if he regrets that. Um, I thought Kevin O'Connor's tweet about, uh, the GameStop, uh, and, um, uh, what's that company? Robin Hood thing was, uh, pretty funny. I don't know if you guys saw that too. So angry. Um, all right, guys. Have a good day. I've rambled. Um, all right, Sean. Where do you want to start with this? Um, I'm gonna, my, my, my main answer is that, uh, I think, I think definitely Danny LaRue regrets having to try crap every time somebody gets hurt. See, I don't. If the, look, Danny LaRue is a pure soul. He's like the opposite of Frankie Muniz on this, on our show. We love Danny LaRue. We love everything love about Danny, Danny LaRue. Uh-huh. Um, he he's he means everything so genuinely. Just a, a real sweet guy energy, and I think Danny Larue does just get sad when he hears about an injury. I just I just think it's a little coarse for him. I think it's he true. wishes he had picked something that had cleaner language. It's possible that is for sure. But I possible. do I do think he means it. But also, I also think he regrets it just because, um, as Brian mentioned, I think he I think he. I think he's really agonizing on like what's a five a crap injury and what's like a two and the punctuation. Like, I think he overthinks it way too much Mm -hmm. and he might even have like a chart to guide him. Yeah. Um, now the Kevin O'Connor GameStop tweet. Do you want to read that one out loud? Uh yeah, let me let me find that tweet real quickly. It, oh I mean, here I have it. It's, oh yeah, it's oh it's there in the rundown. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Um, do you want to read it? Or I'll read, I read it, it. Sure. What's okay. happening with that Robinhood app and the quote unquote free market is a disgrace. Those pigs in suits on Wall Street don't want to see us win. Uh, and what I have to say about that is uh. Bill Simmons, just give Kevin O'Connor a raise. You know what I mean? You're you're better off with him not riding the the wild speculations (laughs) in Dogecoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which, again, I think I'm one of the only people to have made money off of because I sold my Dogecoin immediately after I saw Frankie Muniz was in it. I was like, nope, the bad plot, bad, this is bad, getting out. (laughs) That's, uh... Yeah, I love it. It's it's you you picked up on the biggest indicator there is. It's not even a stock market indicator as much as it is the world. Yeah. But just like this is also why uh you don't have you got rid of those cats that turn on all the faucets. Yeah, yeah. House. It's true. That was yeah. a bad that was a bad sign. And uh you know I you know I think your neighbor Dan can attest to this. There are no scorpions at all where mm-hmm. you live. <laughs> um all right. Sean, let's talk about uh, our man. Frankie Muniz is all in on Dogecoin. Uh, he's tweeting more about it today. Um, it's him and Giannis, yeah. <laughs> the preeminent. He Doge changed his sport. bio to "I only accept hashtag Dogecoin." So look, I'm going to tell you right now. I know. Look, we're not supposed to legally give financial advice or whatever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Uh, but I'm going to tell you right now, my financial advice is get out of Doge. Yeah, um, get away from that mush. <laughs> yeah. um, so we recorded this uh, 
interview with our friends who cares about the rock hall podcast uh in december because we thought we had a lot more time before the season started and we were going to do a lot more specific previews yeah Uh, but it's really funny we love our friends who cares about the rock hall but what i'm gonna say is it's very clear the season hasn't started based on some things we probably say about the cleveland cavaliers i don't even remember how de- how much of the actual basketball we talk about with Cleveland, but I'm sure we make fun of Colin Sexton at least once, probably. And Colin Sexton, he's having a great, an amazing year. season. <laughs> Though let me let me tell you, like this this I mean, he's scoring. He and Sexland combined, uh-huh. Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. Uh, Sexton's shooting forty four percent from three. Mm-hmm. Garland shooting forty three percent from three, and. Uh, what that's led to is the Cleveland Cavaliers being uh, seventh in the Eastern Conference. Granted, they are ten and twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a negative five point uh, differential, and they have the third worst defense in the NBA. But I think it's possible sorry, sorry, in this have, interview sorry, the third worst offense. I'm just saying offense. they actually have a good defense. I think it's possible in this interview that we say they are going to be the worst team in basketball. Yeah, um, and that. That they're not. No, definitely. They got Jared Allen. They they actually it it does look like the team has some uh, pretty solid defenders right now, too. Um, So Um, I'll I'll also say before we get into this, um, if they want to clean this up a little bit and make it a little more um, acceptable for people, Mm -hmm. it's a very easy way to change this name. It's just Darlin. Uh, Sexland's so much funnier though and better. I know, but I'm just saying for kids. Kids watching the Cavaliers, <laughs> and then and then your center duo of Drumlin, um, and then you know, sex is better than love. That should be their slogan. <laughs> um, but so we're gonna play the interview in its entirety. But what we wanted to talk about before we get into it now is, uh, what are some other things we were wrong about, Sean? Oh yeah, well let me um let me ask you some things if you're surprised by this. Okay. I think we were this is more more surprising things. I'm not I don't remember what we said about it. I don't it, either. But uh <laughs> are you surprised that I'm going to give you a couple things that are surprising. Are you surprised that the Dallas Mavericks are 8 and 13 in 13th place in no, the West? No, I was low on them. Remember? I was like I don't think their role players are that good. <laughs> yeah, they they went from having again the greatest offense in NBA history, and uh, now they are 19th in offense. It's almost like offensive rating is maybe not the perfect measure. No, I'm sorry. It's the most important stat in basketball. I don't know what I'm. I don't know what I'm <laughs> saying, Joey. Um, but yeah, I would say a trade that um, I think we both thought was okay. Um, basically. I think you can. I think you look at it. Seth Curry is shooting forty-eight and a half percent from three. Yeah. Josh Richardson is shooting twenty-seven percent from three, and um, oh, Luca's getting called out for whining by Zach Lowe, the greatest champion of the former mm-hmm. uh, Yugoslavia Republic, independent republics. Uh, so that's that's a big sign. Yeah, um, and also Christoph Porzingis is just a uh, not very good and hurt all the time. Um, yep. Also, they I, I would say one thing that they did, which was pretty questionable to me at the time, uh, they brought back Willie Cauley Stein. Yeah. Um, uh, 
All right, next question. We got to run right, through these. Joey, you're right. Uh, all right, are you surprised that the two players who have played the most minutes in the NBA are on Tom Thibodeau's New York Knicks? No, not at all. I'm not at all. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett, if you're wondering. Yeah, sounds right. Um, okay. Uh, Joey, are you surprised that Nick Batum, Nicholas Batum, uh, is a useful player again? I'm going to say no. Um, but also you kind of wanted the Warriors to get him. Right? I did, yeah. I just generally think uh, when you have a veteran like that, um, they get real depressed when they're on teams like the Charlotte Hornets, uh, and don't try very hard. He doesn't. Not have... unlike Draymond Green last year on the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. And add like add like a European mentality where you're like, look, we get. 10 weeks of vacation yeah, right. at our job. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not sure that Charlotte spoke to him exactly as a city as much as uh, the maximum contract they offered him did. Would you I, Would you say, I think they still won the Noah Vonley trade, though. Yeah. Um, Nick, Batum, Nick Batum has been very good, and uh, he is number two in offensive rating, the most, off, the most important stat in basketball. <laughs> Joey, who's leading the league in offensive rating? Uh, I have no idea. Is it like DJ Augustine again? He no, it's uh, a if he says Zubac, mm, Zubac yeah, is sense. number one in offensive sense. rating. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> I think of him as an offensive player. Um, Just that he's unstoppable, and they gotta let him run point. Uh, I'm saying. Um, okay, Joey, are you surprised that the Milwaukee Bucks have the best point differential in the NBA, but aren't the top team in the East? That is surprising to me. Uh, the fact that they have the best point of Rachel isn't surprising because they always no. do. Uh-huh. Uh, but the it's, fact it's... that they're not the number one team is crazy. Um, uh-huh. But I wonder how teams. much of it is just that they beat the Golden State Warriors by 40 points or whatever. Yeah, they're still like riding on that. I think it, <laughs> I think it is because... Um, because the Warriors also still have a negative point differential. And I mean, that that is a function of Playing Kelly Oubre 30 times, well, 30 minutes yeah. a game. Um, yeah, <laughs> and playing Jordan Poole any minutes at all. But yeah, uh, I do think we're still, like, that was such a bad blowout that that uh, 20 games into the season, it's still like, yeah, we're still adjusting for that ass-kicking We're like the Nets, it hasn't adjusted because they've also been blown out, you know? Right, right, A bunch right, of exactly. times, so it's like, the I think they just haven't been blown out yet, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, and they like uh, the Bucks do really kill teams when they when they kill them too. I will say, I know we have, you have another question, but I do want to say just off mm-hmm. the top here, uh, we were wrong about Russell Westbrook, and we're sorry, Wizards fans. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. We thought it would be really fun. And yeah, it's like he's in the East, and it's we'd be like, be oh, they're gonna make the playoffs, and it's uh-huh. that was the opposite mm-hmm. of what happened. No, it's really uh... a real bummer. Really, he is in sad Washington Wizards. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then DB DB getting COVID uh, was a little rough too. Yeah, Davis Bertonson. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant Doris (laughs) who also had COVID. For the the listeners, she did get COVID. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh huh. Um. All right. What's one more? He's never going to have to do that crossover again. Um. Uh. Are you surprised that Fred VanVleet went for 54 points in a game setting? The Toronto Raptors all-time record. I'm a little surprised it's the Toronto Raptors all-time record. 
I would have weirdly thought that Terrence Ross had a game where he scored like 55 randomly. <laughs> I mean, I know he has a 50 point game. Um, uh, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, you would kind of think that maybe it would have been Vince Carter. Sure. But you know, uh, I, I, my guess honestly would have been Terrence Ross. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, it's it always is... a fucking weird guy. So second place is DeMar DeRozan, um, who was hilarious after the game because he decided to just uh, call Kyle Lowry old Mm -hmm. in his congratulation. That was very funny. And then third third is Vince Carter, it looks like. Um, Is Terrence Ross fourth? He's got to be fourth. He didn't get 50 points on a different team, did he? I think he did on the Magic, dude. I think his 50-point game is... No, Terrence, Terrence Ross got 51 against the Clippers <laughs> in a loss. <laughs> so Vince Carter and Terrence Ross are tied for third. I'm sorry for not... Yeah, thank you. Uh, congratulations to Terrence Ross. Um, and to Fred Van Vliet. Um, now, he did not have a baby recently, but uh, midway through that scoring bench, his wife did spontaneously become pregnant. So okay, here's, here's a fun, fun thing game. about Terrence Ross. Are you ready? Uh-huh. So in that game, he entered the game averaging 9.3 points per game, and he's uh-huh. the first player in NBA history to have a 50-point game while averaging under 10 points per game. It's amazing. <laughs> Terrence Ross rules. I love that guy. Um, all right, Sean, should we uh, talk about the, the Cleveland Cavaliers' terrible Rock and Roll Hall of Fame jerseys? Absolutely. All right. Uh, great. Here's our friends from the Who Cares About the Rock Hall podcast, which, by the way, I'll be on next week uh, doing our annual uh, inductee draft. So uh, here's a preview of that. Here's Kristen Studdard and Joe Quazala. We're going to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers real quick. And to do that, we have two of my great friends, uh, a podcast I've been on so many times. The who cares about the <laughs> wow? <laughs> the, the who cares about the Rock Hall podcast? We have Kristen Studdard and Joe Quazala. Hi guys. H- Hello. Um, hey. First off, why don't you guys tell the listeners? Uh, give a give a brief description about the who cares about the Rock Hall podcast. Sure, I'll I'll start with my angle, and then I'll let Kristen uh, describe. Uh. How she comes in. Uh, I know way too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And so our podcast focuses on that, uh, you know, with my endless knowledge of this, not necessarily the museum, but the kind of institution that inducts people. And we tend to talk about, you know, who's in, who's not in. And we are getting back to a format that is artist focused. Each episode Mm -hmm. we talk about. Uh, an artist that isn't in the Hall of Fame, and we judge their merits. And I do not care about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, hence the title. Who cares about the Rock Hall? Uh, the answer would be not me. And then as the show has gone on, uh, it's been me, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sometimes, Tristan, <laughs> which is really the, those are the moments where uh, I think our podcast is at its best when you question everything. <laughs> Truly, I have a lot of useless and unasked for knowledge about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, and also, it seems like in keeping with the theme of our podcast, which is I usually come in with little knowledge and a mm-hmm. lot of 
opinions. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like that's probably what's going to happen today because yep. I truly do not know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, my favorite episodes of Who Cares About the Rock Hall are when Kristen has zero idea what's about to happen. And uh, Joe has like mischievous uh, energy going on so that we i decided to try and recreate that today um oh no if i get fucking pranked on this no I you're not getting pranked i promise you're Happy not Halloween. getting pranked. <laughs> these uh, aren't basketball teams they're, just, <laughs> they're items on the cheesecake factory menu and you're trying to see if i can tell um i have i have to say i told my father that this was what we were going to record. And he said, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's got the same problem as the NBA Hall of Fame. And I said, what's that? And he said, too many black... No, I'm just kidding. He said, <laughs> he said too easy to get in. And I kind of disagree with him about both. Like, yeah. I kind of think that... I'm, I'm a big rock and roll... I'm a big tent rock and roll Hall of Fame guy. <laughs> oh, me too. Have you been to the? Have either of you been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I assume Joe has. Oh, yeah, and we we both went rel- separately, but relatively recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went uh, like two years ago. Two years ago. I, was it because of the the podcast inspired you to do it, or you were in Cleveland? I was in Cleveland, and because I had a podcast about the Rock Hall, I I felt that I had no choice. You had to fit it in with all the other Cleveland attractions you were going to see. Um, And also, Joe, um, have you always been obsessed with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Like, kind of since it, since you were a teenager? Yeah, to to some extent, because I... I grew up in Pittsburgh, which is like two hours from Cleveland, but also my dad is from Cleveland. Uh-huh. So his the whole side of the family uh, is in Cleveland. So like visiting my grandparents or visiting my my cousins and aunts and uncles, we would go to Cleveland, you know, pretty much annually, uh, if not more. And so we would at that same time when we would go there and I was a teenager, I was getting into I was being the weird contrarian in middle school and high school who was like you can imagine it (laughs) what (laughs) who was like new music um yeah i'm more interested in led zeppelin (laughs) which is one of the worst kinds of guys uh but i was that kid so yeah the the fact that there was this museum dedicated to the music that i was getting into uh we would go every year and so from there i then got into I was also like part of what I would call the uh, VH1 list generation, Mm -hmm. which is, I think we're all born uh, at at the time where if you turned on VH1 as we were coming of age, there was always some sort of list or some sort of like nostalgic review of culture. uh, 80 music videos from (laughs) the 1980s talked about by Doug Benson and Paul F. Tompkins. (laughs) I was actually looking at one of their lists the other day that was like the 100 best one-hit wonders. Uh I remember that one. They they play that one all the time. There are not (laughs) that many. They're like... It's like there's like there's a lot of good songs on there or whatever, but a lot of those bands are not one hit wonders. Uh, oh sure, Devo is on there. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's very weird. Um, and I but they play that one a lot, and so like I have that because. Do you still what? have cable, Joe? I don't have I don't have cable, 
anymore. Uh, I have, I, but when I was canceling my cable very recently, they were like, do you want some of it on your phone? And I was like, how much does it cost? And they were like, $2. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I guess I'll have some cable on an app on my phone. That's what I have now. So you could watch pop-up videos literally anywhere you are. Oh, baby. He's doing it right now. It's a pop-up yeah. video pop-up. And I can, oh, I can mirror that screen to any screen that's in the vicinity, and you know I will. Oh okay. Oh, my gosh. It's just such a shame we can't have social gatherings anymore. Yeah, um. yeah, because people would be having a good time, and I'd be like, let's watch MTV Classic. Um, uh, were there any bands from Pittsburgh in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No, absolutely not. Okay. I, they, I'm trying to think who it... Joe, are there any bands from Pittsburgh? Listen, I am crossing my fingers that Rusted Root will (laughs) get into the rock hall. All right. um, Yeah. Let's before we get sidetracked and talk about this for an hour, we gotta (laughs) we gotta talk about what we're what we're here to do. So, a lot of you are probably confused about why we're talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's in Cleveland, and this year. The Cleveland Cavaliers are going to wear a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame themed jersey. What? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Kristen, I <laughs> you have. You got me, Joey. Kristen, I have sent it in the chat. I would like to audibly oh get your reaction to it. This is an outrage. Do you I feel like you got punked a little bit right now. I. This is. Okay, a couple of things to know about me, and you can cut this. I don't know if your fans will give a shit, but like, I I know about basketball mostly in the way that I know about like a lot of the music that I was introduced to, and that is from boyfriends throughout my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I really, I basketball is the sport that I enjoy the most, but I do have like I care most deeply about like. Jerseys and freaking color schemes and throwbacks. I like this is a thing that I truly care about. That I listen to. That there's a great 99% invisible episode about the uh, the Barney jersey, the uh, the Raptors mm-hmm. um, kind yeah. of evolution uh, that I really thought was interesting. So this truly falls right in my uh, wheelhouse. This is my actual lane. I'm looking at this jersey and I'm truly confused about in what way it is a rock and roll hall of fame jersey mm-hmm. it looks like a ransom note. it does look like a ransom note doesn't it's it like it kind of doesn't even look like a basketball jersey <laughs> no it looks like just somebody you know is holding cleveland hostage <laughs> like from family like cleveland from family guys being held hostage they sent a letter <laughs> to the name okay the that is kind of what it's like to be on the Cleveland Cavaliers right now, too. Is you're being held hostage? It, yeah, they the- are definitely holding Kevin Love hostage. Yeah, who is the uh, most rock and roll Hall of Fame adjacent player in the NBA? Yeah, in how so? Uh, he's he's Mike Love's nephew. He's, he's Mike Love's nephew. Yeah. Oh, okay, so he. Okay, that makes sense. Oh wow! Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike Love's brother was in the NBA for many years. Yeah. Which is why didn't we didn't the Beach Boys win our hypothetical? They rock did win five the hypothetical. Yeah, we did. We did an episode where we had a we had hypothetical rock five on five basketball games, and we decided the Beach Boys would win. <laughs> um, because 
they're the only band I know where uh, they have a brother. Like one of their brothers was a good enough at basketball to be in the NBA, so we determined that like yeah. <laughs> that probably good. yeah. <laughs> well, there's also like the Beach Boys. Their like kind of founding as a group is based around an athletic activity, exactly. Which is surfing. Yeah, they beat NWA, I believe, yeah. in the finals. That's um, an upset. I'll well, call that an upset. That is an upset. I don't think Easy E was good at basketball. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I just, I just think. Uh, he, he just he's like Ice Cube. I would trust even Dre, but like I just think Easy E is both a ball hog and <laughs> he takes right. all the shots and misses. I yes. think Dennis Wilson is packing the shit out of Easy E like half of the times he's going to the hoop. <laughs> also, there's a chance that any one of their opponents could be murdered by a Manson family member at, at half. So that's that's a psychological advantage they have. Absolutely. Um, um, I'm looking at a picture of Stan Love, and uh, he looks like he should be in uh, Doctor Hook in the Medicine Show. He does look <laughs> like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'm like I put him in the chat. All too. right. <laughs> he's got like a he's got like a Fu Manchu uh, mustache. Um, now he, all, he also looks 55 he looks like, years old. He looks <laughs> like Mike Love too. Uh, yeah. Also, like extreme, like. <laughs> Old man energy for a guy who appears to have a full head of hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. The hair looks matted uh, in a way that's uh, unsettling. Um, so back to I the jersey. I want to talk about this jersey. Yes, exactly. Okay, what, okay, a couple of questions. Here's some things I do know about the Cleveland Cavaliers. I am aware of their um, unfortunate color scheme. I'm, I'm aware that mm-hmm. it's like a golden kind of. It's like a maroon, right? It's maroon wine. And gold. They they call it wine, but yes, it's maroon. Wine because it is. It's like a maroon. My high school colors were maroon, gold, mm-hmm. maroon and gold, um, as well. Which is just oh, hey, Mike Love. All right, Mike Love's brother. He's <laughs> he's got some. He, he looks like a guy that you see at a liquor store any time of the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, he's never not there um we have we've also done a lot of songs about kevin love to mm-hmm. close out the podcast yeah, so far too mainly because uh it's it's very easy to find rock songs with love in the title yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh cer- oh certainly okay speaking of rock i'm looking at this jersey mm-hmm. and have I... you figured out how it's rock and roll hall of fame themed yet okay so it says long live rock in the it corner. does say long live rock in the corner yeah uh-huh. and it's and i guess it's like black which, should, which is pretty punk we should point out that long live rock is they have in giant letters outside the museum and in that exact font. Mm-hmm. In that exact font, and you can like sit on the L or whatever. They're like gigantic. So that's like the only real connection to the Hall of Fame is that like kind of slogan. They're kind of unofficial slogan. And I'm more of a live love rock kind of girl. <laughs> so it's very it's confusing I, for me. Yeah, I'm an eat pray rock. Oh, um, okay. so. I'm I'm crazy stupid rock. <laughs> Weirdly, my rock language is love. Oh, <laughs> see, my and love gifts. language is the rock. <laughs> um, okay, I'm, okay, I'm looking at it, and now I see that the C. I know that that's the Cavaliers C. Mm-hmm. So they were going to keep that regardless of what the others letter other letters looked like. They mm-hmm. were like, we got to keep the C looking that way. We'll give a little nod with some gold around it. 
And then we'll just, I don't know, let every, you know, player's kid design one letter. Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, Kristen, because I don't think you're going to figure it out. Actually, I'll let Joe do it. Joe, do you oh. want to explain how this is Rock and Roll Hall of Fame themed? Yeah. So Joey had showed this to me, I think, last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I immediately projectile vomited. Um, and then, <laughs> and then once, once I, uh, was cleaning up, I was looking at this cause obviously each letter is a different It's style. like from a band's logo. It is right? yeah. from a band's logo. Right. Yeah. And I'm trying to see if I can figure out whose is what, cause that D I, I mean, okay. The N is the N and the D really are speaking to me the most. Mm-hmm. Everything well, else. They're is the most good. rock and roll. They're yeah. like kind of fuzzy and, and kind of scribbled out. Yeah, they're um, scribbly. I thought, yeah, I thought this was pretty poor also in terms of the premise because none of these, only one letter stood out to me as like iconically from. Yeah, a you band got logo. one of the letters right away. And uh, Kristen, do you have, can you, you, you have no idea, right, Kristen? Is it the N? No, it's the A. It's the I A. I thought it was the A. Yeah, that was that's the only one. Oh, the A is from um, Nirvana. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I think see the, that. the the A is the only one that really stands out as coming from an iconic logo. That is the Nirvana A. Yeah, I sent this to Joe, and he immediately went into like uh, Nick Cage National Treasure mode, but with <laughs> the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, I've seen that happen. <laughs> There are many yeah. murder boards in his house about like how you know each you know song's influence uh, helps this person's case to get into the hall. Um, yeah, Joe's trying to steal the uh, recording contract between Colonel Parker and Elvis that gave Colonel Parker like fifty percent of his money. <laughs> yeah, there's there's something very uh, special that I can't reveal written on the back of that contract. <laughs> Once I get it, uh, it's going to be over. Uh, so, yeah, I started to look into and try to dig. And other people were also doing this online, although I think I, I didn't post anything. Did you cause... get on a subreddit, Joe? <laughs> uh, well, by the time I was doing this, there were no subreddits on this Yeah, Joe was yet. on this early. Uh, oh, I got gosh. on this pretty fast. Also, and... if you can believe it. Wow, I can't believe that it wasn't <laughs> causing more of a stir. Well, it, I mean, I think the intersection between music and basketball is is pretty large online mm-hmm. so people were digging into this especially the basketball side uh now i'm gonna and- say right off the bat a real problem with this jersey is the c because it's the char- it's the cleveland cavaliers c right? right it yes but the the like yellow points that they have there Make it feel like it's from a band logo and it's not. It's just it's some awesome. random. It's immediately confusing for yeah. that reason because <laughs> you're like, like, "Wow, clearly they're all letters from bands, including this C. <laughs> Why would you not also add a C from a band?" Well, and I feel like it also separates the C though in a weird way. So it's like C Cleveland. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like... yeah, and that that brings up LeBron leaving them twice. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, <laughs> rough. Yeah, those dots look like I don't know if you've ever like tried to transform an image like with vectors in Adobe in, Illustrator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what that looks like to me. It looks like they accidentally left that stuff on there when they when they sent the design to the to the people to make the actual jersey. Also, 
it's not, it's like, yeah, it's not very iconic in any, I thought maybe they would use like something from the, you know, the way the museum has the iconic structure, mm-hmm. you know, that's like their logo is the the building. Oh, made into a stupid guitar fret. I mm-hmm. can't with that. Uh, the, the logo, <laughs> there are many logo and illustration problems in uh, both rock and roll and basketball, it appears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, a mess. <laughs> okay, so if if you want, I can reveal uh, what the letters are Please in the do. order that I was able yeah. to figure it out. Is the N from Slipknot? Well, is the N from NWA? <laughs> the N it is, is from NWA. Okay, that's wow. what I was thinking that immediately. That was actually the first one I got, but I didn't. I was like, if I'm wrong, I will sound very dumb. No, not but at all. Okay, that N is sloppy. Yeah, like that. It's like. We think it's from NWA, but like if you look at the NWA and compare it to this N, you're yeah, like I'm looking it up. Oh it, yeah, like, the N on the NWA has like a little bit more of a um like a the, squiggle, on, a top. squiggle on the top yeah. left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. It's like like it's a, a little mess. Where the right, N, like it was like it was written, like it was and written. also in the in the NWA logo, it's a little bit wider. In this one, it's like really scrunched together. Mm-hmm. So like it is the N, but not. It's not like a copy the way for Nirvana. It's like the exact A. We yeah, and you would, you would, you would kind of think that that um, would be a crucial factor in replicating one single letter from a band's logo <laughs> to not compress it and kind of not do the logo. Right. I mean, it also makes me wonder the le- legality of. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah. because can, if you're just using a font the way Nirvana did, can you just, you can just take the font because right. the font is, uh, you know, publicly available, but if it's the, someone's like writing for NWA, same thing for the D, the which D, is not, which the D is not is from dare. The D is from dare. <laughs> that is, it's, it's from, on that same angle. Like it really is kind of the dare D it's mothers against drunk driving. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so the D to me, like I, I kept looking at. We were talking about this D for a while, uh, right? Because I was like, "Is it stained?" Right? (laughs) (laughs) No, we were like, "Is it Pantera?" At one point. Yeah, we're like, is it? It seems like it should be Slayer, but I don't. Or yeah, Slayer. But but can't they just? They they. It has to be the letter from the band's name, right? It can't just be like they used the you know NWA logo, but they used it for an you know for a V. Right. So this, I I think you have to say again, like with the N with NWA, that this is from Pink Floyd. The Pink Floyd. It's the Pink Floyd D. But again, it's not what. You put the emphasis on pink. Say yeah, pink, pink Floyd. Floyd. No! <laughs> pink Floyd. You call no! it Pink Floyd? Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. See, I think that's I weird. don't know what I don't know what I say now that you now that you're having this argument. Joe really It's not says, it's not Pink Floyd. Yeah, it's Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah. The, I, I see, I think Floyd. that's weird. I think pink that's weird. Floyd? You and also I say Depeche Mode and you say Depeche Mode. I do. See, I think I I tend to emphasize the first word, whereas you tend to emphasize the second word when it comes to weird, arty <laughs> rock and roll bands. Pink Floyd. I can't even. I, Pink Floyd. I don't think okay. I've ever heard anyone say it like that. I mean, either. Also, I don't think it sounds that different. So I don't think you're really listening. 
<laughs> All right, let's go. What what next? What letter did okay. you get next, Joe? Okay, so really, th- and those two were like, I think that's what it is, mm-hmm. but, but there's like no other option. They're messy and they're not carbon copies, probably from a legality standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately, I went to the Beatles logo because I was like, you probably got to use I that. I just put, pick, uh, opened that up in another uh, um, window and I'm not seeing anything. I think it's the L, and I think the there's like a little bit more from the Beatles logo on the bottom of the L that's obscured by the Nirvana A. Again, maybe for legality reasons. Well, Joe, okay. I've got to tell you, that's not the Beatles L. Good, because that would be a very bad no. version of the Beatles uh, L. People have figured it out. That is the Led Zeppelin L. I mean, I don't know who these people what? are, but if you look at the Led Zeppelin L and you look at the Beatles L, this is this is way more the Beatles L. No, it's not because the Beatles L has the little um, curve at the in the corner, and you're just really not seeing that. On, why at the am bottom? I talking about this? Mm-hmm, yeah, the curve that's it's being got obscured by the Nirvana A. But the dip, I mean, it doesn't even go down like a little divot. Well, the thing about the Led Zeppelin L is it's very, very thin. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm. Yeah, it seems this seems but too thick. You know, if you look at the top of the, I hate that I'm talking about this. But if you look at the, <laughs> if you look at the top of the L, it curves uh-huh. out very much like the Led Zeppelin logo one, more so than the Beatles one, which I think is what people are getting at. See, I, I oh, yeah. Wait, no, they both have the exact same top. Never mind. <laughs> That's the exact. They have the exact same top. Well, isn't it's the key just, the bottom left? The point on the bottom. I see left? what you're saying. Where it connects yeah. in yeah. the corner. Yeah. yeah, I'm not seeing the divot that you see on the Beatles one. But the but we also have established that they are pretty willy nilly with how it's they true. are taking these letters from the yeah, logos and making really minor adjustments. Sloppy uh-huh. craftsmanship. <laughs> I think I yeah I mean I think you could say that about their roster too honestly. <laughs> so I would say they make as many adjustments if they're taking from Led Zeppelin as they would be if they were taking from the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So it could be either. It's a I also up. think it is a it is a fucking regular ass L. It is a regular ass L. It's <laughs> yeah, like a like, normal well, ass L. Know, it looks like it's curving down. It's like who has a droopy L <laughs> for their in their logo. I yeah. also at the end of all this, I'm going to ask you guys about Cleveland's prospects for this season, so that I have my one take for the year. Absolutely, <laughs> it'll be my one thing that I'll be able to say. It'll be my trust the process for this year. <laughs> can I can I give you a little preview of that? Oh sure. Much like this logo, there's going to be a lot of sloppy L's. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, a lot of these letters are just regular ass letters. The only one left that like is distinguished uh is, is that v. v yeah yeah which i which i was able to connect to i'll say it an obscure david bowie logo yeah it is a david yeah, it is david even, bowie's it's not like the main one right <laughs> no absolutely not it's like there there first off there is no david oh, bowie logo. yeah there's there's yeah. a million right <laughs> like he he yeah he's a guy he doesn't have a logo really <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> like maybe the one time in 1971 when he had a, a logo that included his first name, because I think the, <laughs> the more iconic logo is just the one that says Bowie. Uh, mm-hmm. That like looks like it's lightning or something. Yeah, yeah. it looks like Harry Lightning. The Bowie yeah. logo does <laughs> like some sort of little monster bee. But his logo has always just been his fucking face, you know? Like yeah. 
whatever he's doing, whatever character he's playing. But there is like some weird uh, logo. I think they were just they were stuck on they, V, right? <laughs> like well, why wouldn't they just do Van Halen? Right, which is I wonder if that's like what you're talking about with the copyright issue. They could, yeah, get. I think so too. Because I feel like Van Halen would really make them pay for it too, mm-hmm. almost more than any other band here. But yeah, that's like the easily the most iconic V. Maybe but if you did that in the middle of the this massive shit, and you put that Van Halen V, which is very weird looking, you know, and kind of is almost an upside down triangle, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's got that stuff coming off the left of it. The wings. Too. Yeah, so the wings. Like, like weird diacritical marks where you're like, should, are we supposed to say Cleveland? <laughs> well, yeah. on the plus side, at least they didn't pick Van Morrison's logo. The V from Van Morrison's <laughs> Is that like is Van asleep? Is that? <laughs> uh, it's a fedora on an angry face. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> My sisters have agreed that that's the worst person they've ever seen live. Really? Yeah, they, they, he just he doesn't really uh, care. I think he really. Joe, oh, you're breaking you. up. Joe, yeah, yeah, you're breaking up. You. Say that again. Uh, nope. I, I have, oh, this no. opinion does not want to be heard. <laughs> I'm, I'm, fuck. <laughs> oh wait, you're back. You're back. You're back. back. You're okay. back. Yeah. Um, Van Morrison has never cared. Yeah. There's like old footage of him as like a young man on some TV show singing brown eyed girl, but he's like, he's lip syncing to the, Mm -hmm. you know, the actual track. And for some reason, they're like really close up on just his face. It's like from maybe his chest to his head, the shot. And he is, he looks so bored mm-hmm. and he's basically rolling his eyes as he is like lip syncing brown eyed girl and i suggest everyone try to find that video because it's really it's like man you didn't have to do this i don't think uh, well, how do you not zoom in on that dreamboat face well it's funny i was thinking about it and i was like it's so funny and so fucked up that van morrison only wants to be around his fans once he learned he could literally kill them uh, <laughs> by being by just breathing on them. <laughs> Jesus, is he um, trying to do COVID concerts? He, yeah, he's like writing songs against the lockdown. Yeah, he and Eric Clapton released a song about how oh, they, there God. needs to be no lockdown. <laughs> oh come on, I. <sighs> All right, let's I'm, talk about this Lily. Let's get to this Lily. Okay, so we, we did we did skip over the big E, but we can talk about both E's. I think at the same time because they are the most they are the most regular ass letters. I think on here, one no, one both is of a, these L's are very stupid. All of this is very L's very the, dumb. The L's and the E's are just very standard. Uh, the little E and the big E are just straight up from, like text like yeah. any font you have on your computer uh the I, I even though that like the middle prong of the capital e is like a little bit shorter mm-hmm. which you think is a choice probably again to skirt copyright issues it, right but that's definitely I, it because this the band where this this uppercase e comes from is uh i would describe litigious. as litigious yes. yeah yeah it's oh, metallica. Is it, metallica? it is oh, okay. metallica yeah <laughs> Wow. Right. Oh yeah, see if you can give me a clue for the other one. I let me see if I can guess it. 
Okay. For the little E. So the little E, um, I mean, again, we're just kind of guessing because it is a straight up little E. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's one of the big bands. It's one of the big bands from the 70s. Uh, and it comes from the the in their Oh, is it like The Who? It is The Who. Except the internet claims that the the first L and this E go together. And it's one band. Which I don't think... That's I think that's stupid. really stupid. They would mm-hmm. double wait. If is it the is it the band I'm thinking of for those? I, I don't know. I can't read Maybe. your mind. <laughs> it, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I thought I thought that that the L, and I think probably because the ransom note influenced this. Yes. Is that L from the Sex Pistols? It is, and yeah. they say that E is also from the Sex Pistols. But I don't. I don't agree with that. There's no way they think <laughs> decided that. <laughs> They're like, we can't find another E. We'll just do 25%, 25% of these letters should be from a band that existed for almost a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, Punk I think the rock I, NBA. So yeah, there was one guy on Twitter who was like, I freaking solved the mystery. Yeah, yeah. And um the idea that he solved it and the first two letters would be from the same band. Is insane. Yeah. I just don't think that's true. I think I, I think the E is from the Who, but again, the E could end up being from some obscure logo for literally <laughs> a, any band. Yeah. Now I have, I have a few questions. Like I think I'm starting to get so- Stockholm syndrome staring at this picture because mm-hmm. now but I'm like, I like I'm like maybe I like it. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe it's okay. I really, I truly am starting to think it's good, and it's I know objectively that it is bad, and yet I'm like, huh. Okay. Um, what font is the number in? <laughs> is that from that's something? Just uh, the, that's uh, just the basketball number. Regulation NBA okay. yeah. font. <laughs> what I, okay, can I, can I just ask a weird philosophical question? Uh-huh. Why wouldn't you go with bands where the first letters were these things? Excellent you know question. What I mean? like, like, <laughs> like, wouldn't that be, instead of it being... A bizarre, like the snowman ransom note, Mr. <laughs> Policeman. I gave you all the clues to this jersey. Like, there's enough bands that you know what I mean? Like, like is it that hard to find two? Well, I think you run into the Van Halen problem where yeah. where the first letter of of the band's logo is going to be pretty iconic and wild and have a wing on it. And so, you know, you got a wing next to a freaking, you know, firebolt next to a thing. And but then wouldn't it's that be even better? Yeah, I, I still think it can't possibly look worse than it does now. <laughs> I think also there would be grounds for uh, cease and desist. Mm. Uh huh. You know, whereas doing it this way, no one can really take any claim to any of these letters. Yeah, yeah because like you, you well, the David Bowie one in particular seems like it is very clearly from that logo, but mm-hmm. also such a weird choice that I almost think in, in court you'd be like, that would be insane that we'd take the middle letter from a logo David Bowie used one time 50 years ago, <laughs> even if it's exactly what they did. Yeah. Well, I want to yeah, talk but... about this Sex Pistols L real quick. Okay. I understand that this is the Sex Pistols L in shape. In but theory, the important part about the Sex Pistols logo is the block around the letter. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, why mm-hmm. isn't that there? You know what I mean? Like it already looks like shit. Like yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it looks like a ransom note already. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
Which is kind of what the Sex Pistols logo does look like. But yeah, it's... <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't get it. This is a mystifying choice to use a different font for every letter. I mean, what they wanted to do was start conversation, though. Mm-hmm. You know? That's and guess what? Yeah. It worked. <laughs> We're having a freaking conversation about it. I... I'm just like, what would I have done? Like, if I had to design a a jersey that was rock and roll hall of fame themed, which is like already you're you're losing, you're starting at a deficit here. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then like what what would I do? And I this is not what I would do, but I'm like, <laughs> what would it be? Like what's a better um way to inquire because well, the rock and roll hall of fame logo the rock hall museum logo is like a guitar fret in a triangle mm-hmm. basically and it's not terrible i think it's kind of cheesy but it's not terrible you know and i'm like well that's actually that the last thing i wanted to ask you guys is i wanted you two to go through and for each letter pick the most iconic forget the logo but Pick the most iconic member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for each letter if you were going to do it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Joe, let's start start with the C, because I think the real problem here that they start with is they kept the C being the Cavs logo. Mm -hmm. But it's weird to not make it the Cavs logo on a Cavs jersey. I just, this is such a weird thing. (laughs) I... I also, I'm sorry, I know I'm cutting Joe off. No, you're good. Time to think, but, uh, you know, I'm like, whose idea was this? This had to be the Rock Hall crawling to the NBA, or do you think it was just like two Mm. institutions at their lowest? No, they're, okay, so for the third alternate jerseys, there's been some uh, wild stuff for certain cities this year. Uh, Like, um, the Bulls are essentially wearing a uh, musical Chicago themed jersey. Yeah, it's oh, really? it's not, but it's like art. They talk about how it's based on the Art Deco architecture of the city, and it's like, yeah, you know, all the Art Deco that you think of in Chicago. Um, but it the logo <laughs> is essentially the musical's logo. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's yeah. funny. The Charlotte Hornets are wearing a jersey that is the color mint because they had a mint at one point. Yeah, they <laughs> now that they now that they're they're a couple of years deep into these city editions, and a couple of the cities have. Oh, here uh, I love these third. Yeah. I love the Bulls third alternate jersey yeah. with this. Um, like, yeah, that's a very iconic. Um, that it does look exactly like the musical. Yeah, Chicago. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's very, very. That is very funny. It yeah. is exactly. <laughs> I like that though. I like it more than these horrible Cleveland ones. I'll tell you that. But that's maybe because um, I like Chicago more than Cleveland. But yeah, so like Charlotte had a mint, one of the three mints that printed money. So they're. Jersey is based on the fact that they had a mint. What? Yeah. That kind of mint? I really yeah. thought it was like they had a mint, like mint no. that they, like, like an edible mint. mint. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so they're don't they, picking. Don't they make, aren't they paying tribute to a filthy river, too? I That I don't remember. 
But yeah, think, so basically uh, yeah. they're final. Everybody is three to four years deep, like looking for something iconic in their cities to make their jerseys about. The Brooklyn Nets are there's our Basquiat themed this year. Whoa, oh, that's cool. okay. I need um, to see this. They had like big they had Biggie jerseys at one point. Yeah, they had Biggie jerseys oh. last year and uh, oh, that's cool. Basquiat is jerseys. It, wait, this is year. it cool? <laughs> the Basquiat one is uh in theory cooler, I think, than um the jersey actually is. because uh, it kind of just looks like in a similar way to this one, if you don't tell someone it's a Basquiat-themed jersey, it kind of just looks like a child scrawled on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess mm-hmm. the Biggie jerseys, it was like... The, it was the Coogie sweater. The Coogie on the Yeah, rim. I see it on the side. This is pretty... Those it's... jerseys rule. This is the Basquiat yeah. one. Another thing that's cool is uh, that cities will try to have alternate names so you get these city nicknames that no yeah, one has ever I used saw the charlotte hornets ones say buzz city yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> buzz buzz funny. <laughs> oh i like this basquiat jersey though yeah. it looks just like it it just it does look like it's um i don't know something from like 1994 mm-hmm. kind of oh it, yeah yeah. Like graffiti, right? Yeah. <laughs> but like corporate graffiti. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Which is also kind of what this looks like. Corporate ransom note. Yeah. Um, so, Joe. Yeah. As, uh-huh. as yeah. your final thing. Right. Spell Cleveland with uh, with the most iconic uh, <laughs> rock and roll, roll rock right. hall so, people. Uh, I think you if you're going to you starting with C, you have to do the first person who was inducted into the rock hall, which was Chuck Berry. Yep, Makes okay. sense. That's, OK, that's an easy Berry's choice. Logo like <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Berry's logo, I think, is a is a camera inside a women's stall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's his logo. Uh, <laughs> Uh, do you want me to just go through all the letters? Yeah, let's or do are it. You going back and yeah. forth with me? No, I, no, Joe. I want you to. I can't. You know that I forget everyone who's ever been inducted. I can't. Right. I. I'm like. I think that the uh, there's no J's, there's no W's. Like I can't. None of my yeah, none yeah, of my faves are here. <laughs> none of my faves are on this jersey. Yeah. So you give you give C to Chuck Berry. Then L. I would. I'm tempted to it's a give it. Richard. To, I'm tempted to give it to Little Richard, but I think just I'd give it to Led Zeppelin just for a little bit of so we can break out of the. Can we give the second L to Little Richard? I want to give the second one to him. Yeah, we. Can, I think we we can do that. Okay. And then the E I would give to Elvis. Elvis mm-hmm. second yeah. E Etta James. Uh, Everlast. It's got to go to Everlast. <laughs> We're giving it to either Everlast or Everclear. Uh, one of the Evers. The, the, We're gonna give it to the Foo Fighters song "Everlong." Actually, I think that was the, that has its own logo too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, I would give the V to Van Halen. I'm comfortable. Yeah. I think doing that's that. correct. Yeah. And then the second E, um, Etta James is interesting. I don't want to give it to the Eagles. To the Eagles. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Although there, you could, you could certainly make a case. Uh, I think you could, I mean, you could give it to the other Elvis. You could give it to Elvis Costello. Mm-hmm. Mm, I would rather we give want the it most to iconic James. rock or, or, and roll. Oh, yeah, but like, 
do we have any, is there any kind of like first class type people that or started what if, with What Eve? if we give it to Earth, Wind, and Fire? <gasps> That's a great idea. Oh. I yeah. like that. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Let's, all right. And then the, you want to give Second L, the, Little Richard. Second is there L, anybody but, else? Second L to Little Richard, I think is I think that's good. You wanna you wanna have a good representation of like the yeah. kind of foundation of rock and He's roll. He's foundational. Also, he just died. He was icon. Um, mm-hmm. Earth, Wind, and Fire also has some really tight E's that you could choose from. <laughs> looking at their album titles. Oh, I believe oh, it. Oh yeah, they really they get passed over in a lot of ways. It's unfortunate. I don't think they they get their roses. They enough. get their due. Um, I'm gonna give the A to Aretha. You gotta, yep. mm-hmm. you gotta. First woman in the rock and roll. I do remember yeah. stuff. I always act like I don't remember anything. <laughs> you know about everything the at this point. <laughs> and then you're like, right, uh, inducted in 1987. Uh. Yeah. Well, she was the first woman inducted in the Hall of Fame, and I think it didn't happen until the third year that it there was, the was a class. Year. It was the second year. But okay. she could have been inducted in that first year, which is yeah. a, a oversight and pretty yes. embarrassing for the Hall. Mm-hmm. There have been many embarrassments <laughs> with the Hall. Uh, um, N Nirvana. Um, yeah, I think Nirvana is good for N. And then for for D, Dire Straits, got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, one of the top selling albums in the world. They freaking got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame two years ago, which is outrageous. And they were so mad at each other, they refused to show up. They did not come yeah. to the yeah. thing. The Knopfler they... brothers are fighting and perpetually. You know, we Forever assume. and ever. The, the I like, think... real soft version of the kinks in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the D, you have to give it to David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Makes yeah. Makes sense. And you'd use that good logo, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> that good, good logo. <laughs> Y'all, everyone knows what we're talking about when we say the David Bowie logo. The David Bowie logo. Um, can I ask you, so I, I saw that Irving Azoff is being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You yes, it's happened. It. It's, it's already, oh, happened. already happened. Yeah. Uh, did James Dolan from the Knicks, uh, well, well, they didn't have a ceremony, right? Or did they? No, well, there was a, there was a special, like a pre-filmed special uh, that aired on HBO. So there's like actually a lot of a lot more interviews with people than you would you normally get with uh, yeah, an induction. They interview uh, his son for a long time. For example, Jeffrey. Do they, do they interview New York Knicks owner James Dolan, Irving Azov's good friend and the leader of JD and the Straight Shot? The only NBA owner with his own band, I think. And I, I got to tell you, he did not show up, surprisingly. <laughs> I think they went for Gwen Stefani instead. Yeah. He might have been under house arrest or had <laughs> orders against many people. I, there may be many people who had restraining orders against him. What's what's why is he he's a bad dude? We don't uh, like him. He's, like he's stupid. Harasser. He's also very litigious. Yeah. Like uh, it basically he and Irving Azov basically forced the Clippers to buy uh, the forum in Englewood uh, just to like make him stop suing them over the Clippers new arena. What? Yeah. The, his band also is an, is a very fascinating thing. Um, and because of the connection to Irving, he's been able to like, uh, weasel his way into opening mm-hmm. for the Irving Eagles clients. a lot. Um, you go, yeah. When the Eagles play Madison square garden, the owner of the New York Knicks and his blues band open. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's stupid. We can get into that in another episode, though. Uh, we've gone 45 minutes. Uh, Kristen. Yes. Stuttered. Yeah. <laughs> Where can our listeners uh, find you online? Oh, sure. I'm K-Stud across all platforms. I don't tweet very much. I post relatively infrequently on Instagram, uh, but I have a website, hellokristen.com. And that is where all of my information is. If you ever contact me through the website, please only say something nice. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) And uh, Joe Quazala. Yes. Where can our listeners uh, find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Joe K, Joe K, or you can follow me on Instagram at Joe Kwa, J-O-E-K-W-A. And uh, you can also follow our podcast, Who Cares About the Rock Hall, at Rock Hall Pod. Mm-hmm. And uh, also watch your uh, your movies, your uh, short films on Amazon, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. uh, what, oh, what and episode? Oh, and half-hour special, too. Yeah, and your half-hour special yeah. on Comedy Central. Uh, <laughs> Tell people what is the best episode to start listening to your podcast with. Ooh. <laughs> well, what's what's nice about our podcast is because a lot of the episodes are artist focused. Like if you like a particular artist, it's possible that we've covered them. So, you know, if you are very into like Joy Division New Order or you're into De La Soul or you're into Janet Jackson or like we covered the spread, I think, pretty well. Uh, the episodes I just mentioned, I think are particularly good ones. I would also say start with from, I, I put it into seasons, uh, on our feed. I would say, start with something from the second season. I wouldn't go back to when we were still kind of figuring things out in the first season. So, you know, if you like Weezer, that's, that's a pretty good episode. (laughs) We've also got a lot of episodes where Joey is our special guest. Um, Oh yeah. What's the best one with Joey on it? That's what I really meant. (laughs) The one where the first time when I had to get up at four o'clock in the morning, (laughs) that one was, uh, (laughs) we, we recorded it in Joey's living room at four o'clock in the morning. As soon as the nominations dropped. Yeah. It ruled. And it's one by one. I am almost asleep. And then a very exciting thing happens at the end and I'm truly happy. <laughs> yeah, that's the 2019 uh induct a uh, nominee announcement episode. All the which... ones, all the nominee announcements are very they're very good uh radio mm-hmm. because I am 100 percent surprised. I do my best to not uh <laughs> learn anything about the rock hall outside of our podcast, and uh, it uh makes for exciting conversations. I <laughs> where also I really liked the singles time. draft. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, all the drafts are fun, especially if you're like a, a sports person. Like we we do drafts for who we think the nominees are gonna be each year, which we will be probably doing, you know, pretty in soon, like right? a, a month and some change. <laughs> uh and, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, you invented that podcast format too. <laughs> <laughs> it's very important that we uh yeah, it's very anyway. Uh <laughs> The uh, the other thing is another thing we will be doing again uh, this coming year, which I like a lot, is I will reveal pretty much any major or minor artist who's becoming eligible for the Rock Hall. And those are very fun episodes because I end up playing like 30 different groups like last year you know obviously i played notorious big but i also played sister hazel and dishwalla uh, <laughs> so i i think i've seen dishwalla live oh i mean they were opening <laughs> for someone but 
<laughs> I didn't just see Dishwalla. Okay. So I have <laughs> counted blue sweet. cars, but yeah. I haven't seen Dishwalla. By the I way, Joe, I have a westward. <laughs> By the way, Joe, I have a new pet uh, band no. that I think belongs in the, oh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm like, if you're going to talk about Corn Pop, I'm staying on. No, here. no, no. <laughs> Uh, I think I my new my the new drum I'm beating is put Zap and Roger in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, I saw that you uh, I saw that you commented because I was actually I went through because <laughs> we asked who the listeners would like us to cover on the podcast. And I saw that you responded. And I don't even think I wrote it down because <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of tallying it just to see if there's any like consensus pick. And I was like, yeah, all right, Joey. Um, so good. I have, Zap is, yeah, Zap is a great band. I, I, I agree. I had I had just one more thing I wanted to add is that uh, this year we also had the first NBA player to get a Grammy nomination for music. What? What? Magic Johnson has won a Grammy for like audiobooks. Audiobooks, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. But Javale McGee, uh, formerly of the the Lakers, but now a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, got a Grammy nomination for. Uh, basically writing a song on Justin Bieber's album. They got nominated. For album of the oh, year. in the pop category, notoriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's straight album of the year, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I thought it was pop. Maybe it is just album of the year. I know that he wrote oh, a salty I mean, I'm letter sure to the, also, oh God, He yeah. wrote a salty letter to the Academy that he was not um, included in the uh, hip hop or in the R and B category. He wrote a big oh. letter being like, "I set out to write an R and B album." I I appreciate being honored in the pop category, but uh, it was not my intention. Interesting. Yeah. So, oh yeah, that's all the buzz. See, on all of my social media channels, people are really talking about that. Uh, yeah. Oddly, I have no opinions about the Grammys other than I think like I, I don't give a shit. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> too many shit. awards. Um, too. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah, oh yeah, happy to do it. Yeah. yeah, this is great and fun and cool and good. All right, wasn't that a great interview, Sean? Those guys are great, Joey. I understand why you occasionally uh, moonlight uh, with that podcast. Your your podcast mistress. Um, <laughs> uh, Sean, is there anything you'd like to plug? I think that's our episode. Um, yeah, my my weekly you can see my first edition of my weekly uh, comedy streaming show uh, this Friday with Frankie Quinones, Christian Kath, Kath, Christina Catherine Martinez um, and uh, Madison Shepard. And you can go to uh, it's called self-care comedy. So you can, uh, you can stream that. It's a Zoom show. And then uh, week two, we've got our, our buddy Greg Edwards is going to be on. Oh, yeah. I love Greg. One of the, the greatest, of my favorite people. basically the greatest person I know, yeah. I think. Uh, I think he might be the best. You actually. might, you might rec- listeners might recognize Greg Edwards as the voice of Malik Beasley from this podcast. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah that's yeah. at 7 o'clock, yeah. Great, and then, yeah, as for me, I'll be, I was on the, uh, I'll be on the Who Cares About the Rock Hall podcast next week, um, so... You're in the future, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where on January 31st, 
I tweeted, who let the doge out? Hashtag dogecoin army. Oh, man, that's that's rough stuff, Joey. Uh, he also ran a poll, by the way, uh-huh. I should say. Was it about dogecoin? No, it was about naming his baby. Uh, oh, he wow. said, we had a great appointment with our baby doctor yesterday. Get to meet our son soon. Who do you think his what do you think his name will be? And here are the options. Frankie Mune is the fifth. Malcolm, Cody uh-huh. Banks Jr., or something different. <laughs> Which, you know what? That's a funny tweet from Frankie Muniz. <laughs> he should name it. He should name the kid Dogeless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean, did you write a song? I did. Um, this is a, a digital underground song about analytics. Mm-hmm. Great. And it's called Geeks of the Industry. Awesome. Uh, this. Yeah. Um, trust the process. Trust the process. And, uh, shut it down. Never be afraid to admit when you're wrong about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're the geeks of the industry. And we only watch basketball on Synergy, the geeks of the industry. And we always view the broadcasters on TNT. The Athletic does it, ESPN does it. Basketball analysis is buzzing, not a statistician. But I calculate, and like Danny and Nate, I'm gonna evaluate. So give me the numbers, I'll beat the cap guy. Rubbing against your tax apron like a partner. I'm giving you nylon calculus, and I'm charting the shots. Logging every miss, yes. I'm tracking the picks, I'm tracking the lips, and updating my spreadsheet. Projections are so hot that you'll be ripping off your budget. You should be be the GM. Yeah, that's what that I'm dreaming. You're screaming, but it's not the trade machine. It's the Sloan, the conference. I'm trying. Ain't a flame war with Scout with Brian. You know you're smart and he's dumb. And neither one of you can take Candace Parker one on one. Cause we're the geeks of the industry, and we only watch basketball on Synergy. The geeks of the industry, and we always meet the broadcasters on TNT. See a Scout, scouting. I got the blocks of cow. And the player that you're watching is in front of you Pulling up from long range and he's bricking off the front rim Booyah, you're looking at his box score line He looks just like Reggie Jackson Mr. October Uh-uh, not the Reggie with the baseball career But the disappointing Pistons guard Like Luke Kennard Alright, this ain't hard You're sitting on the couch with your calculator gripped in your hand You think your hot take is gonna land Do you A, take a look at his ability B, your calculator's win probability C, your Post a tweet about his game. Well, the answer is all three, but he searches his name. You quote, tweet, tweet, quickly retreating. J.E. Skeets is telling you that you're full of shit. You take his confrontation. No, you're bobbing and concobbing and you're getting ratioed. And then you check out his player similarities, which is cool, but it says he's like the new Yan Vesely. Haters are getting madder. You don't want them to meme you. In this situation, what do you do? A, you say it's just your first impression. B, you hit him with another regression. See, you photoshop it scoring on a chair. And D is what I do. And yeah, it's unfair. I cherry pick all the stats that make him look the worst against his peers. Now all the casuals disappear. Hide the math right behind a Patreon paywall. And now the 
other nerds where I'll go AWOL. Getting back to my small ball. Whip out the shot charts and the cap hits. Then I go through all the CBA rules. But base your compensation has to hit the salary floor. Get to extra second round picks. Baby sign each one more. I want him and dine him. Text with Rich Kleiman. After the game, check my mentions and search my name. And before anybody gets a chance to tweet, I say, yo, don't say nothing. I guess I'm just a geek. Cause we're the geeks of the industry. You a freak till, yo, you worse, Windy B. The geeks of the industry. And we always knew the practices of TNT. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.